Ladies and gentlemen. Pacific Down Sound Radio. Hello and welcome to Pacific Sound Radio, your go-to source for everything happening in the Vancouver music scene. I'm James Olson. And I'm Travis Noel. We are live at the Save on Meats restaurant here in East Vancouver. Ponytails are a psychedelic rock band delivering contemporary pop songwriting while giving off a affectionately retro vibe. The band has played bills with the likes of Leisure Club, Peach Pet, and Widow's Peak, and has been hard at work putting the finishing touches on their debut LP. Travis says, join us in the studio. How's it yes, going, Travis? Uh, yeah. good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, that Travis, not you, Travis. Travis. <laughs> Travis from Ponytails, not Travis from Pacific Sound Radio. Didn't we do this before? I feel we did. Travis has been on the show before. Travis from Ponytails, not Travis from... We did this with Travis James. Yes, we also did that James. with Travis James. Yes. <laughs> Moral of the story is Travis is too common of a name, I guess. These days. These days. Yeah, these yes. days, it seems to be. How's your day been? It's been pretty good. Just uh, hung out at home with uh, with the family. Shout out to Dallas, Piper. What's up? What have uh, What have you been listening to lately, or rather, what has the the band been listening to lately? Um, What's been on heavy rotation on your streaming platform of choice? I think for the for the band, a lot of Sam Evian, um, Hannah Cohen, Julie Jacklin. Um, uh oh um Faye Webster. I've been listening to a lot of Faye Webster. Uh it's amazing. And I don't know, a few other Oh, Drug Dealer, Wise Blood. Um yeah, that's a, that's a decent enough short list. What I love about that list is those are all artists that I haven't really listened to. So what can you tell us about some of those artists? Not to dwell too much on it. But... Um Faye Webster is my favorite because she's from Atlanta. She does like singer songwriter stuff, and she's deeply ingrained in Atlanta's hip hop community. So she like hangs out with um, with uh, Little Yachty and like Offset. But uh, it's super soothing singer, like really amazing lap steel. Um, just it, completely opposite from what you would expect from an Atlanta musician. But, uh, yeah, she's just super good friends with all these rappers. Is it like R&B at all? Or? No, no. Oh, wow. It's like just super chill um, indie music. Huh. It's, it's They're kind of like all the bands that I listed are kind of like thematically all kind of the same. Yeah. But, like, they sound different. Fair enough. I should, I should check that out because, yeah, just that, that the very premise of that is intriguing to me that, like, oh, yeah, I... I Hang out with little Yachty and folks like that, but I don't sound like them at all. No, not even not even the slightest. But uh, yeah, she's a really interesting songwriter and uh, really really good music. And yeah, her newest album, um, I forget what it's called, uh, but I've listened to it like at least a hundred times. Same thing with Hannah Cohen's "Coming Home." That's probably my favorite album of this year. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Super good. I have to check that out. Cause I'm always uh, I'm always looking for new stuff. I think we were talking about uh, before we went on air. We were talking about how much I love that Discover Weekly feature on on Spotify. I'm always found finding new things. Yeah, the algorithm they uh, it's uh, it's scarily good. It works quite well. 
it's one of those things where I don't mind it actually listening to my preferences because it is all just user data based off my listening habits. Yeah. It's a little more freaky when you get those tailored ads on Facebook and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, you're listening to my conversations. They're this listening is gross. to absolutely everything. Everything. And it's it's like a curated sponsored ad list, which always makes you wonder about like sponsoring your own ads and how much the algorithm even like cares about the $100 that you put towards it. You know, they're like, oh, you can boost your post for $150, so you put the $150 in there and it just goes to your friends. Like they don't. Yeah, I never like, thought about that. There's, there's no, there's no budget room considering that they have all these like corporate giants putting millions of dollars into their, into their pockets, mm-hmm. and then, and then like I come in there with like 130 bucks, being like, hey, can you guys help us out for a show? And Facebook just doesn't give any. They don't care. <laughs> just it just goes to your friends. This podcast, thankfully, not sponsored by by Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, that would that'd yeah. be a, that'd be unfortunate. I'd feel bad about that. <laughs> no, but I, I I certainly agree there. It's like you, you know they they even advertise it like oh boost your post for one hundred and fifty dollars, and it's like you got to wonder whether it's whether you're just putting money in a slot machine. It's, it's like well, I hope this I hope it gets some followers. It's probably the same as gambling. You know, probably it just doesn't pay out in your favor. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to it's fun to complain about on the radio. Oh, always. That's that's half the fun. That's just kind of complaining about stuff. You don't complain that often, though. Usually, it's more just like little things about Vancouver that are annoying. But I dwell on that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have taken a bit of a step back playing shows this year, but it sounds like you've been keeping yourselves busy. What has the band been up to in 2019? Um, well, when we finished 2018, we finished on tour. And we went to Yosemite after we were done. And we'd been playing the same set for probably about two years. Like, we'd, we'd just been, like, just hammering down the same songs. And we had stuff that was written, but we're just kind of... Um, at, we, didn't, we didn't have time to go into the studio. And every time that we had gone into the studio, it just wasn't very productive. So we felt that we would just take a couple months off make sure that everything that we'd written was as tight as possible, uh, work really close with our producer, uh, Johnny Payne, and just try to like focus on making the album as good as possible. And it took a lot longer than, than we thought. Like we, we ended up taking a lot of time off, I think, other than we played a show a couple weeks ago, and then we played two in April, and that's it for the year. Um, we really just yeah we just wanted to make sure the songs were as good as possible and then went to uh the noise floor with jordan coop and then we went to uh afterlife with uh eric nielsen and johnny Payne as well and uh finished everything off and we're super uh super stoked uh really solid 10 songs and we we were able to take the time that we needed to take on it as opposed to just rushing through. I feel for a lot of our recordings that we have, uh, they had a time limit and we, we rushed through them. Um, and you know, like no disservice to them. I, 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 I do love them, but, uh, I think that with this approach, like for our first EP, we spent 30 hours doing the whole thing, like all six songs. And for this one, we've, we've done well, like over a hundred hours. Uh, just working on the album and like pre-production as well, like probably about a thousand hours that we've spent on it. So it's really important that we, you know, 
just have something that we're super stoked on and like a hundred like every single song being like a hundred percent uh invested and stoked in them so for sure <laughs> and i was gonna say a, a debut album can serve as a mission statement of sorts for many bands and artists what sort of statement would you say the band is making with this release um i think that it's just a complete uh piece of work from the start to the finish it it's one of the it's it's an album that you should start in the beginning and finish at the end like we want it uh to be fully listened to you know like obviously we're going to be releasing singles along the way and um and like preparing for it to be released but ideally uh if anyone wants to be awesome just start at the beginning and end at the end and i feel that uh it it's uh the strongest representation but we just wanted to do something that um was more what we wanted as opposed to just trying to get like songs that we had out uh we put a lot of we put a lot of thought into just like the layout of everything and uh yeah i i feel like everyone's super happy with it i certainly am <laughs> did you guys have a backlog of songs that you decided to deliberately pick and choose through for the 10 song release um well they some of them have existed in some way shape or form for like over two years um like the way that it works with songs is they kind of they some of them exist for a really long time some of them like two of the songs i wrote uh the weekend before we jammed and we hammered them out and um they were they were done in 15 minutes and some of them literally took like two and a half years uh to write um kind of like chip away at and then and then put out and a lot of the songs uh some of the members in the band didn't even really know them uh going into the the first studio session so which i was a little concerned about we were all kind of concerned about it but ultimately i think that uh it 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 made it a lot stronger in the end coming in there the way that we the way that we decided to do it and kind of speaking to that were there any songs that really changed during the writing and recording process um no i think um like starting off they they mostly ended the way that we intended on having them finished like none of them were like super surprising when they were finished a couple of the first versions were a little like everyone's kind of like oh that's interesting that doesn't that doesn't uh um sound how it normally does like the first mixes were um some of them were unfinished and then by the end by the last day at the noise floor everyone was pretty pretty pumped actually everyone was pretty pumped the whole time at the noise floor too that was a lot of fun um we pretty much just played music all day uh for the entire time we were there and then hung out and uh hung out in gabriola we went to uh uh open mic you know played some jams and uh, then hung out and drank with all the uh, all the all the locals. We've had plenty of bands, of course, on the show that have played or recorded, I should say, at the noise floor. And I have to say, it sounds sounds like a magical just retreat. It sounds like a great place to write and record material. Uh, it's definitely been one of my like the my favorite place that we've uh, gone to, just because the lack of. Uh, communication with everything else, like with Wi-Fi, and um, it's it's the first time that we've been in a studio setting where 
as soon as we were done, we like we went to the park and just played more music. And uh, and everyone was super stoked the entire time. It was a really good environment. And, uh, yeah, I think that the final product was super great, too. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Jordan Coop. He is a superhero. I love that guy. Same thing with Eric Nielsen. He's rad, too. I love him. <laughs> we spend more time with Jordan, though, so. What was What has it been like, I should say, working with producer Johnny Payne throughout this process? Um, I really like Johnny. He's got an amazing ear. He knows music. Um, but I think the most important thing was that he kind of felt exactly what we wanted to do. Like, he, he got the groove of the band, and he was excited to work with us, which is always super important. Um, and I feel that, at, like, all the contributions that he made were um, super specific towards, like, what we wanted to do. And the final project, or the final product was, uh, was really great. Did he have any specific input in terms of song structure or tweaking how you approached some of the material while you were recording it? I think shortening a lot of the songs was a big thing, uh, tightening everything up, um, changing the, um, like some, like a few of them were, were like really long. They were like five and a half minutes. Whoa. And then he diced them to like two, two thirty, And that's what, significant. Yeah. And then, but when you finish it, you're just like, Oh, I can't believe this is like, why, why haven't we been playing this song like this? And uh, one of the songs specifically was was really long as well. And he was just like, well, how about we, you know, like, just do it in parts so that there, like, there's no repetition in it and it just, like, it plays out the way that you want it to. And it shortened up in a way that's super digestible, but you want to listen to it again because it, you know, it goes to the point where you want to keep hearing more, but you're, but it's also better that you're not because it, it keeps the person wanting to listen to the song again. So I think with stuff like that, I feel that with Ponytails, we're, we're usually pretty keen to play a song way longer. Like our live versions are, are usually like quite a lot longer than um, the studio stuff. And we, we, we kind of wanted like a, like a radio-friendly uh, pop album, if you would. But uh, uh, yeah, he, he added a whole lot to it. There's like a big uh, chunk of Johnny Spirit on that album and we're we're super stoked that we got to work with them. That's awesome. And that's cool to hear that you're saving the jam version of your songs for the live setting cuz I always found there was nothing more boring than a band playing the song exactly the same as the studio version live. Yeah, I think that was something that was kind of surprising but funny the I think it was like the first or second time that Johnny, Johnny came to the jam sessions and we played the album and he was just kind of like, oh, that's great that you guys have like live versions of the songs. And we were like, oh no, this is the song. And he's like, no, 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 that's not, that's not the song. <laughs> we're going to, we're, we're going to completely change the song, but it's cool that you guys have like the way that you could play it. Cause there's a lot of things in majorly like guitar solos and stuff that, um, I didn't really want to play as much of that. Like I thought the songs were good enough that they didn't really need, uh, a lot of like, noodling and whatnot i um I, I i feel like i played less on this one but i i know that i played a lot but um kind of wanted to take a step back and out of my comfort zone and when we went to the noise floor the guys actually forgot 
uh, my guitar and all my pedals. So I had a miniature freak out and just went outside and collected myself and then was just kind of like, I, I wanted to play on a telly anyways and Johnny brought his uh, Japanese telly that I, that I did really want to play. Uh, so the majority of the playing on there is that. And then we went to the noise or to afterlife. Sorry. Um, I had all my stuff. So I was able to finish a lot of the songs that were just kind of, we went to long McQuaid to see if I could rent some of the, some of the gear. And it just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm super weird when it comes to gear that I just want it to be as simple as possible. So everything that's on my pedal board is just, it's just a button and a single knob. Like that's all I want. And I found that when we were noodling around with the stuff that they had at Long McQuaid that you could rent, it just didn't have the same sound or feel to my gear. So I was just like, well, we can just wait. And I think out of uh, everyone, like, because Harvey and I wrote it, um, I had all my parts down. So, and I knew that I was going to end up having to do them at the, at the second session. Um, but I think it worked out because we were able to um, write a lot of interesting parts and, and change things in a not so predictable, like, guitar rocky way and just focusing a little bit more on the structure of the song as opposed to just wanking over two chords it sounds like especially using someone else's gear for one of the sessions would you say that was kind of an example of being forced out of your comfort zone uh intentionally or unintentionally i should say yeah very unintentionally um i wasn't that bothered by it i think everyone was surprised um how unbothered I was I think everyone thought I was gonna be a lot more angry um but I wasn't really keen on playing my guitar um in the first session like I was I was planning on playing Johnny's guitar if he brought it because I really because I do uh really like it um so it it kind of worked out in our favor and I think that a lot of the tracks that like there are a few um like from the floor takes that ended up on the record that are some of the some of the best playing that that I've that I think that I've done and uh yeah it made it to the album so it's pretty cool nice this is your first major release featuring accomplished solo artist Jasper Sloan yep how did he contribute to the writing and recording process for the album um he just made all of the chord progressions that I came up with sound a lot better like he has a he's he's a really fantastic rhythm player and um I'm pretty not as good. So when you, when you, like, there's, um, when he joined the band even, his takes on uh, a song that we do called Pizza and uh, Young Hearts, um, I prefer what he plays. I feel that it, it's one of those things that's like everyone has imposter syndrome. So uh, I feel a lot of the time that I don't really need to be in the band anymore. Like they would, they would be fine without me. It's like everyone, they're, they're good musicians. So, um, but I, I genuinely make the most mistakes listening to him play. Um, and for the album, he played most of the, most of the rhythm. I think I did some of the, uh, the raw takes on a few of the songs and, um, and then played keys as well. And then, uh, accompaniment vocals and, uh, yeah, he's great at all of those things. Uh, he's, yeah, I, I, I can't uh, speak highly enough about his playing style. I think he's a fantastic musician. Definitely a huge plus for you guys, having a guy like Jasper involved. Yeah, 
yeah, we were. Uh, I bet you were lacking beforehand, but no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't take it as a slight. It's like the um, Warriors getting Durant. Yeah, we were we were pretty stoked when he when he asked to join. It was uh, it's definitely an asset. How has the band evolved as writers and performers since the release of your first EP back in 2016? Um, I I think we're just tighter musicians. I think that the music, like as far as getting uh, Graham and Jasper, it's really uh, pushed us to be all better musicians. And uh, Liam, like Liam, Liam Graham and and Jasper are are as far as I'm concerned the strongest additions. I think they're uh, really really talented musicians and really great additions to the band. And I can't really like. Harvey and I, because this is our first project, we kind of take a step back and y- you have to be like super appreciative to have all these people who want to be a part of our project. When when we wrote the EP, those were literally the first six songs we ever wrote. Um, and then now having them be stoked about the stuff that we're coming up with, it's just, uh, yeah, it's super nice considering how great they are. Do you have a favorite song on the on the LP, I should say? Um, no. No, I, I, I really do genuinely like the entire thing. I don't, I don't think we have any like, um, like throw-in songs. I think it all uh, has a consistent theme. I think that it plays all the way through quite well, um, and I'm about as happy as I can be with uh, the project. Like as, as far as like the project that we have at this moment, I'm super stoked with it. Um, I have a lot of ties, but. They're, well, yeah, like any highlight song. Um, like any songs you really like playing? Uh, I <laughs> I feel the same way. I really like playing all of them. They all they all have rad <laughs> little parts in them. Um, but we we have one that we're gonna be playing on the fourth, uh, called "Walking Home," uh, which it it kind of breaks down to three parts. Uh, we have "Sun," which is really great, and um, "Caught in a Story." So I think I think those are the only three. We might play a couple others, but uh, there's another one called Dreams that I really like the lead on it. But I just I like the whole structure of it. I I don't know, I wrote it, so I'm I'm super biased. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I honestly like all of them. That's great. In the meantime, of course, the band has put out a couple singles this year. Are either those songs going to be on the new album, or is it going to be all brand new material on on the? release no those um those are those are part of um we did six singles um and it's a part of that but i don't think we're gonna release the other two Uh, it's one of those things where you get the album back and it just kind of it doesn't make it doesn't make me like them less i just feel the way that we went around it was we weren't as prepared so we just kind of like played everything and then just pieced everything together and with the album, we just kind of had a different playbook with it, so it ended up differently. And because I liked doing it that way, I kind of want to just scrap the other songs and and um, re-record them. But we have like we're we're already working on new songs. Uh, Harvey and I wrote like four the other week, and we have some old songs that we might re-record. Um, I, I don't know what we're really gonna do, but I'm I'm hoping to book some more time um in the end of the year and um but with who is uh close lips right now but i'm super super excited about it if it if it works out nice well 
four out of six ain't bad. Yeah. Got most of the way there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um we yeah, if we if we if we just went with what we have now, I think we'd have enough for like a really mediocre second album of like old uh stuff. But it's, I th- I think it's, maybe it's called the B sides compilation. Yeah, I think maybe like a B sides like like a six like a six song EP and then a ten song, but I I have absolutely no clue. You never really know what's gonna happen in the infinite universe. Mm-hmm. And kind of speaking to um speaking about the singles that you have released this year, you released a new video for the song Just Yours this past May. How did you go about developing the story for this video and what are some of the themes you explore in the narrative. I realize I'm talking very abstractly about it, but that's just because I want people to watch the video. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um, I smoke a lot of weed, and I... I've heard that helps with creativity. It works for me. Uh, Cherry Pie and Just Yours and the video that we're planning to do for Walking Home kind of all have the same background. It's just like, oh, what if what if like a like a cult was a, was a Friday you know, TV show? And we did that. And then you send it to Lester. And it's, it's, it was always the same thing. It's just like, hey, Lester, could we do this? And he's just like, you know, if you have $10,000. And it's like, okay. And then you'll just have to think about something else. And I find that with Just Yours, as much as I love the video, I kind of feel like we went into it too prepared. Like with Cherry Pie, we had like a really like base outline with everything. And, but we were with like, all the guys from, like, most of the guys from Peach Pit were there. Lester was there. It was me and Harvey. Uh, I think Graham was with us, maybe Liam. And it was just super light. So we just kind of went for it and ended up just changing the story as it moved along. With Just Yours, it was super, like, this is happening here, this is happening here, this is happening here. We had, like, the whole thing, like, pretty well uh, written up. And... Um, with the new one that we're hopefully working on, I think I'm gonna hang out with hopefully hang out with Lester tomorrow. Um, we hopefully are gonna go into it a little bit looser, um, but the main con like it's just gonna be one of our videos. We just like to do shit that makes us laugh. Ultimately, at the end of the day, like that's really what I'm into is not really taking ourselves too seriously and just uh, creating narratives that. Um, that I'm going to be super proud and embarrassed of when I'm in an old folks home. Like, yeah. And I, I had a question about uh, the video specifically, cause I, I just read it as maybe just cause I took it super literally as just you guys as the cult. But I was thinking that, is there a connection between being in a band and being in a cult? No. Well, like a cult, the definition of a cult is just a small organized, a small religious organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been skewed by a bunch of, you know, like radical people who've had really ridiculous ideas. Um, but the, the, the kind of like the ideas that we work with within the band is just like the disagreeing on any artistic statement. Uh, obviously we take, um, our roles in it a little bit extremely like Harvey and I, we, we bicker a lot. We spend every day together. So we do argue, but never, um, to the level of cherry pie or um just yours but we like to we like to play with those ideas because it's super funny and ultimately like when you get a text being like you should just wear a house a house coat and a pair of speedos and smoke (laughs) a cigarette the entire time it kind of just cracks me up 
and uh, yeah, there was there was a scene that unfortunately got cut out that was me walking into the ocean with a brick over my head, but continuity-wise, it seemed like I was killing myself. Mm. But I, like, when I thought of it, I was like, no, this is just a punishment. And the water was super cold, and I busted my toe open on like, a, on, like, a reefy rock. And Graham thought I was going to have to go to the hospital, but it was super chill. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. But hopefully we'll be able to... I really want to use some of the stuff that we were able to use in both the videos in the new video. Um, but we're trying to figure out a way to make it work that works contextually, but still has like pretty much like the, the theme of all the movies is Harvey and I c- come into some problem and then deal with it with music and love. Yeah. The videos that you've released so far, they seem to be dealing with relationships in a very broad non-specific sense it's like this is about you know something going on between two people i think that the the theme of a lot of our music is based around relationships and uh the intimacy between uh between that narrative and with harvey myself i think that ultimately we're just trying to um majorly just like not take ourselves very seriously do stuff that we find funny um but we have like a um a, a large avenue to to shout that we love each other, so it it's it's a it's a nice um it's it's a nice artistic statement to be able to do a project like this with your best friend and actually like enjoy each other. And we're not doing it as a shtick. Like we really do live on the same street. We work together. We spend every day together. I talk to him pretty much every day. And you guys are the the beards of the band. We are the beards of the band. Um, Graham's, Graham, Graham has a bit of scruff. Uh, Jazzy's got some scruff. Liam's got some scruff. Jasper's yeah. none. Jasper's, you know, <laughs> he's got, he's got some <laughs> in spirit. Um, but yeah, like we have beards, people, for some reason it's weird. Like a lot at work and a lot when we hang out, like people think that we're related. Um, just but, because of the facial hair. Yeah. And that we have long hair and we really don't look anything no, alike. like, our body shapes, our height, hair color, hair, hair color, like everything about us, but we get it a lot. Um, but I, I think that when you spend enough time with someone, you mimic a lot of their characteristics, and I try to mimic his uh, his uh, happy go lucky attitude, and he just uh, I don't I don't know what he gets from me, honestly. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun hanging out with him every day and making videos and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say my, uh, roommate did something kind of hilarious for Halloween this year. We went to a party and he dressed up as me. Oh, nice. (laughs) Which is great. It was a hit with, with our friends. It's a good one because it's, it's relatively simple, but but it, but it's hilarious because then you can act in like a, like an intensified, uh, version of that person all night. And just uh, be really mean, but in, like, the nicest, yeah. most beautiful way possible. Yeah, exactly. I feel I should probably dress up as him for Halloween next year. You should do each other and then just yeah. act like each other the whole night. Oh, that'd be great. Just, like, a subtle burn, but just, like, the most loving burn in the in the universe. He doesn't like to wear his pants all the way up, so I'll have to deal with that for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I can't understand how anyone finds that comfortable. Oh, but, I know. But I do, I do like clothes that don't fit very snugly 
I like I like I like blanket clothing. Yeah, I've been kind of advised to go for a slimmer fit with my pants. So I've been trying to do that, but I don't, I'm not into the the super skinny jeans though because that shit's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's not very it's not comfortable to sit in. Yeah, it's a mid two thousands emo kid look, and I'm like, hmm, I didn't rock that in high school. I'm not rocking that now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm I I feel like I'm just too old to to wear tight clothing, but I could be wrong. Like I I know that age is just uh something. <laughs> it is just a number. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh that's the, <laughs> the kind of clothes I like to wear. <laughs> What's been your favorite local release of 2019? Um, we talked about your favorite, like, just album you've listened to. It was uh, Hannah Cohen, right? Yeah, Hannah yeah. Cohen, uh, Cohen was my was my favorite. My favorite local release. Um, I really liked Babe Corner's uh, singles. I think I think I actually like everything that they do. I think they're fantastic. Um, oh, I'm just trying to think of local releases. Andrew had some new stuff that came out. Yeah, Andrew Phelan. Uh, Kylie V had a new song that came out on Tim the Mutes compilation. Um, Sleepy Gonzalez had a new album. Yeah, uh, Leisure Club really had good. some new songs, but they're 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 kind of too good to mention. You know, they're so like they they're such a great sounding band. Um, I don't know, like all of our friends, I think have all released stuff. Oh, um, Little Destroyer. Release twenty one and another song called Alpha that's super good. Um, uh, Alexandra, M A I L O T. Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, her album came out and I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I know that it's going to be good. Harley Small and um, and uh, and and Walgren are releasing a track sometime this month that I'm super mm. excited for. Harley's release this year was great. Um, Did Harley put out an EP? Because I know no, he put out a song called Friends. I believe it's called. Yes, um, yeah, he put out a newer song this year as well. And then, and then Peach Pit have all their stuff that's coming out. Oh, their that's, new single is so good. It's pretty banging. Uh, great video too. Oh, I love it. Um, oh, Dead Soft came out with new music. Yes, um, Dead Soft album is fantastic. In, in all honesty, and, and apologies to anyone that I missed because I, uh, oh, Sky Wallace put some new stuff out. Uh, like Vancouver really has so many great bands that I feel like everything has been good. Like Booty EP put out, uh, that, that cover, uh, that was really great. Um, oh, uh, Necking put out their first, uh, their first album that was super good. Uh, they used to be our, uh, our jam space and extra neighbors and they're super nice and extremely talented. Um. Oh, Hotel Mira put out some new stuff. Uh, I I think that like I know that there's more, but like I I genuinely like everything that has come out of Vancouver in the last couple of years. I think it's a really great time uh, for Vancouver artists and for the music that comes out of it. It's all pretty strong. Um, if I w- if I go on my phone. I could find more, but uh, that's that's a pretty decent short list. It's a good spread. A lot <laughs> I of stuff. I think that's... you've named more than any other guest we've had. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge Vancouver band supporter. Me too. Um, well, I don't obviously. go out very often, but we we try to we try to play with as many people as. Oh, Jody Glenham put out some, and Palm Hayes also put out new, new good stuff. Um, 
yeah, that I'm, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out right there. Well, that's actually a nice segue into my next question here. Uh, when is your next show, and why should listeners be excited for it? Our next show is on December 4th. We are playing with Palm Hayes again. They're fantastic. And Jody Glennon and the Dreamers, who are probably some of the like most respected musicians in the city and um, paved the way for a lot of different people. Jody is a bright shining voice for uh for every musician in vancouver and such talented unbelievably talented musician so busy too Mm -hmm. um and we've been trying to play a show since she knocked on our door of her jam space and said hello because she liked what she heard and we were all super stoked and we were trying to act as cool as possible and then I messenger, messaged her and was just like, hey, do you want to play a show sometime? And we've been trying to put it together for about two years. So I'm super stoked. Uh, we're also going to be having some special guests uh, that will be playing with us. And we will be playing a large selection, a decent selection of the new album. Um, and it's a ponytail show. So it usually is a good time. And when I say usually, I mean every show is usually pretty banging. Um I don't, I don't think we're the best songwriters, and I don't think we're the best musicians. Um, and I don't even think we put on the best show, but we certainly do put on a great show. Uh, if I can have a little bit of performing hubris, uh, I, think, I think we put on a pretty good show. Always good to have hubris, but don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Darn it. Well, no, I'm, I, I don't think so. It's just that I, I have a huge amount of respect for uh, all the talent in Vancouver, and I'm super fortunate that in this in this small time that we've been doing the band that we've been able to uh, become friends and play with uh, all, all of these musicians that I I love and uh, extremely respect. So it's a nice little perk uh, on uh, being a musician. Hell yeah! How can listeners check out your music and keep up with everything you're up to? Um, Spotify. Um, Go on Instagram. We're super infrequent, but it's fun when we do post. What's your um, handle? Ponytails band, just like the hair band. Um, and, oh, you know what? Uh, Harlequin Gold put out some new music, too, <laughs> and it was really good. Uh, they're, they're our Jam Space buddies. Frankie put out an album, too, and they're, they're Jam Space buddies as well surprise you two haven't played a show yet we played with frankie oh you have okay we played with frankie we wanted to play with harlequin gold but um the 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 timelines uh screwed up um but yeah we've played with uh i think we've played with everyone that we share the jam space with except for uh harlequin gold Mm. it's a 2020 to-do list yeah we will we'll open for you guys if you want if you're if you're game they're rad all right. So, at Ponytails Band, thank you so much, Travis. Be sure to catch Ponytails at the Fox Cabaret on December 4th alongside Dream Pop singer-songwriter Jody Glennam and the Dreamers and Shoegaze duo Palm Hayes. We're your host, James Olson. And Travis Noel. Pacific Sound Radio is produced by Jane Fraze. Travis, how can people check out what we're doing? You can check us out on Facebook, Pacific Sound Radio, as well as our Instagram, at Pacific Sound Radio Twitter, at Pacific S Radio YouTube, Pacific Sound Media, as well as our website, PacificSoundRadio.com.